was just a paper hanger No one more obscure Got a phone call from the Reichstag Told me I was Fuhrer Germany was blue Oh, 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 oh what to do Hitched up my pants And conquered France Now Deutschland smiled I I have tea like often and 99% of the time I forget about it. The time I have tea the most is when a lot of the time when I'm reading. So I'll like set the kettle up and everything like in the kitchen. I start reading in like the room next to the kitchen and then like I hear it and I'm like what's that weird whistling noise and I'm like oh shit yeah. See, that's why I don't use a kettle that whistles. I'm, I just boil water in a pot like an American. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently not. I read a thing on BuzzFeed today all about Americans microwaving water. No, that's no. Yeah, I, I will not. I'm not going to microwave water. I, I actually don't really know any people that do that. Yeah, I, most people I know use like a kettle. Yeah. Although I, I've never heard of boiling it in a regular pot, so. I've I've only ever done that. I think that's my problem. Maybe I need a, <laughs> something that will scream at me when you I, need to invest when in I forget account. about it. Yeah, but then what ends up happening for me because I just let it steep for a few minutes and then I take the bag out. I'll just leave it there and forget. Yeah. So. No, I don't let it steep. I just take it. <laughs> Fair. Ah. <sighs> Cool, cool. So, uh, I was gonna say Vice, because I've been thinking about that, but, uh, gentlemen, yeah, no, yes, the producers, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What day is it? I was, I I was uploading the, the Gentlemen Prefer Blondes episode. Okay. While I was waiting, so I was typing that up. So mm-hmm. I have that on the mind. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So, but the producers. <laughs> that is what we're doing, right? That is. The produ- yes. <laughs> yeah. Had you seen it before? No. Neither had I. Not this version. I've never seen either version. Okay, so. I'm. I've seen the original, like the one that it's based on, the one that's not a musical. Right. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, like, a lot better than this one. I was gonna say, is it better? Yeah. I kind of got the feeling that maybe it was, because I I, like a lot of, any Mel Brooks movie I've seen, I've enjoyed. I think it's, I don't think it's, like, a controversial opinion to say the the Mel Brooks version of the producers, the original one, is, is, like, a classic and maybe one of his best movies i don't i mean i don't know if it's my favorite ever but like i think it holds up i think it's still funny i think it's good um this was (laughs) i i I thought that this was fine It, it was fine i think well the the musical the actual stage musical version of it i'm only kind of familiar with like i know i saw it uh at New Pulse, I think, if my memory is serving me right. I saw some school production of it. I think it was at New Pulse. I don't remember. <laughs> um, I I remember kind of enjoying it, but not having it, like, stick with me that much. I've never seen a staged version. Uh, although, after watching this, I re-watched um, Lindsay Ellis's video essay about yeah, the producers. It's um, so good. And she said that the original Broadway run was great. Um, and it didn't know, translate that well. I know it was a huge hit. I know it made a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it won like 12 Tonys. Yeah, I never saw the Broadway yeah. production of it. But I know it was like a big thing when it was going on. I, I think we would have been too young for that. What when did that happen? Was well, it like this came out in two thousand and five, and this was before that? So that was oh. well. This came out two thousand five, oh. and 
that preceded this. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. it's, I guess we would have been too kind of young for it. Yeah. <laughs> but, wouldn't, um, wouldn't grasp the, uh, the satire of. Maybe not. Um, but, but I think, I, I think the problem with this movie, which is like a problem with a lot of movie musicals that we've talked about before is that it, doesn't feel like it should be a movie and I looked it up yeah. and the, the person and it was like kind of as I suspected the person who directed this had only really directed stage shows oh that's interesting this isn't a movie director um, I forgot her name but um, I could as I was watching it I was like this person is telling them to like project to the balcony <laughs> like, <laughs> like I could tell um, everyone, everyone in this movie is yelling the whole time. <laughs> um, yes, they kind of are, and it, that the the feeling I kind of got was like you said, it just like it was a stage musical that they just put on a screen, and not that there isn't a place for that, but it didn't really translate. as well as it probably would have in a proper musical context. See, I think there there is only one problem I have with it, because, like, I think the source material is good enough that, like, this is a solid, like, I enjoy this plot. Like, I think the writing is still pretty good. I think the big problem with this movie is a big, big problem, and it's, like, the the hamminess of it. Like, I think yeah. they really overact everyone. Um, and it's no one's fault. I think it's just, like, a director who's used to stage acting. Yeah, when I was watching, I... Uh, yeah, that uh, now that I'm thinking back on it, the whole time I kept thinking... I hate Matthew Broderick. I hate Matthew Broderick. I know, and um, it's but I feel like it's not his fault. I think yeah. I feel like they told him like like make sure everyone can like see your eyes. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> be he's overly really expressive. like hamming it up, and like I get I understand like you want to put in slapstick, but like yeah. oh my god, like no one can do no one can walk from point A to point B without, without being really extra massive. Um, I know. Yeah, and I I felt that was kind of true of all the main characters, which is, I think I think just everyone on screen is just like yelling that, and moving every limb at once. Yeah. Um, I think that worked for Will Ferrell, though. I'll make that case, but that's yeah. also just Will Ferrell doing what Will Ferrell does all the time. I kind of Will Ferrell is one of those people who could pretty much do anything and it would be fine. Yeah. Like, he's done some shitty movies. He's done a and lot of shitty movies. A lot, oh, he's done a ton of shitty movies. Movies that, like, people can't even name. Like, no one saw them, no one liked them. But, like, I feel like every bad movie Will Ferrell is in, the review is always like, well, Will Ferrell was in it. He did a good job. Yeah, he, he, did, <laughs> he did the Will Ferrell He did thing. fine with what he was given. Yeah. So? Um... I, that being said, I don't really understand why they cast him as this part. Um, like, they kind of do, but... I So, I, I think he he did well with his role. I, I think it was just celebrity casting. That's, that's another thing. Like, again, like, I love Uma Thurman, but like... She had no it? point in being in this. I was kind of surprised that that was Uma Thurman when I yeah. I was like, I don't think that's actually her. That's just someone that looks like her. Because, like, not to not to uh, uh, criticize Uma Thurman, because she, like, does fine. But I feel like that part could have been played by literally anyone. Yeah. Like, any, any good-looking, famous person who could do a passable Swedish accent. Yeah. Like, they probably could have picked anyone. So, one of the things I read when I was doing my research was 
all of the main cast members had originated their roles on Broadway, except Will Ferrell and Uma Thurman. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just obvious that they... Because at this point, I, I just clicked um, Nathan Lane's IMDb page, and I think the only thing I've ever seen him in was The Lion King, which doesn't technically count. Well, yeah, Nathan Lane is, like, a big Broadway guy, yeah. and this is... this whole movie is him like i think him and matthew broderick are the worst offenders of like becoming a literal cartoon when they don't need to um Um, and i I think that for for nathan lane i guess it kind of makes sense because he's a broadway superstar that he would be animated and big but like matthew broderick was ferris bueller i know Matthew Broderick has, like, had the strangest career trajectory, but, like, Matthew Broderick, I think the problem with him in this movie is that his character is supposed to be, like, timid and kind of this, like, put-upon dopey guy, and, like, he's trying to do that, but also, like, being Bugs Bunny. Yeah. And it doesn't work. (laughs) He's trying to do both at the same time. And again, I think I think that's the fault of the director, probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I you would know better than I would. I you know, I, I I'm not a film person, so I just <laughs> see what's on the screen and I'm like, yeah. Cause I'm always I'm always hesitant to be like, that's a bad actor. Cause like usually the actor is good at just doing what Dude. they're told to do. Yeah. And so I not I not always like sometimes an actor is just a bad actor. Sometimes that happens. But I think I usually like to give actors benefit of the doubt because actors are generally pretty good at following directions. I think so. I I'm I'm gonna blame this on like the fact that the director had not really done a movie. That's before. That's fair. I think because this is so clearly like everyone's really doing Broadway uh, doing Broadway and also Looney Tunes yeah yeah that's that's a fair comparison it it's made me just... want to watch the stage version I was engaged yeah. enough to want to see like a real production of it because it's clearly just like the wrong medium yeah and you can see that like there's something here that's good it's based on two it's based on a very successful movie and a very successful musical based on that movie. So, like, why doesn't it work? <laughs> and it's just wrong. It's, I guess it's, like, the, the telephone thing where, like, it starts you, one thing and then it gets passed to the other person and then by the end it's, it's like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. It's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes the most sense. It was a movie, and then it became a musical, and then it became a movie musical, and it's kind of... And then that's where it fell apart. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even want to say fell apart. Ah, maybe it did fall apart. A little maybe bit. Maybe it's a good movie. I mean, I... Watching it wasn't, like... It wasn't... I wasn't offended, and I, I wouldn't even say I was bored either, but I wasn't engaged with it. I was... <laughs> I think the experience of watching this movie, it's not, like, a painful viewing experience. Yeah. I think it, I was kind of watching it, like, I was rooting for them. I was like, guys, you're trying so hard. <laughs> but it's just not, like, watching uh, kids in a play. It had moments, although now I can't think of any of them. Good moments or good good moments. There were there was something that happened that I I laughed out loud, but I couldn't tell you what it was. Now <laughs> there was I I wrote it down. There was one moment that I I thought worked very well. Like one joke that made me laugh, and again I cannot think of what it was. Um. Oh, here's what it was. It was um towards the end when Matthew Broderick is in the courtroom and he sings that song to like talking about their friendship. Yeah. And Nathan Lane says, 
you're actually like a really good singer. I thought that was a good joke. Like, like right at the end of a movie musical where yeah. everyone's singing all the time, now someone notices. That's that's clever. I, I thought that was like a very clever joke. Uh, I'm trying. Otherwise, to, I wish I remembered what it was. Now I feel like I feel like it was one of Will Ferrell's. I don't totally remember what it was, just because he he said a lot of ridiculous things. Well, it's it's a ridiculous character. Yeah, like it's. It's the it's the kind of character where like who fucking cares? Just do right. whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Will Ferrell does whatever he wants. Yeah, and but on top of that, a lot of the jokes felt like Broadway jokes. Yeah, which... you, where you're kind of like waiting for the they tell the punchline. You're kind of waiting for like the badum tish. Yeah, well, like I I've been listening to a podcast about Rent. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Have you been listening to Everything is Rent? I I listened to, like, half of an episode, but I was enjoying it. I, I didn't stop because I, I didn't like it. Uh, so, so it I've was, been... It was, like, fun. I've been listening religiously. <laughs> um, but one of the things they talk about is they really? talk about the jokes in Rent all the time. And... One of the ones that they bring up is in the stage version of Rent, the one guy, he says, like, someone was saying, like, oh, you can't live in fear, and the guy just goes, I'm a New Yorker, fear's my life. And, like, it's such, and, like, they say, that kills on Broadway. And, but they also, yeah, yeah. But like that that the whole time, even like what was it? When like Nathan Lane is like, uh kill the actors and Matthew Broderick's like, You can't kill the actors, they're people. He's like, Have you ever eaten with one? And like Yeah, that's I'm like, that's it's I don't know. I'm a comedy snob now. <laughs> no, I I know. It's it's like there are certain things that don't translate well. Yeah. And with the with some jokes, especially, it's all these, like, vaudeville jokes, where it's, like, yeah. you get the, it's this, like, here's the setup for the joke, here's the response, and here's the payoff, audience is gonna laugh, laugh and clap. Like, it's not, it's, it's very, like, there's a science to it. Yeah. And it's so, I don't know, it's, in a movie you could be a little more subtle. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, kind of like you said, it feels like they, they're doing the pause for laughter. <laughs> pause for dramatic effect. Um, too, but... And it, there's, a, there's one point that I didn't understand at all, that Matthew Broderick asks Nathan Lane, like, how much money are we going to put in? And Nathan Lane just, like starts falling and trying to catch the couch. Like, yeah. and I was like, do you need to, like, is, was that that big a question? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't have to do that. And I'm and, sure that, that kills on Broadway. I'm sure it does. Like, and he does a good pratfall, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's very, it's also, you know, like, very um, multi-cam sitcom a little Scott, bit, yeah. Where it's like everything is facing the same direction. Yeah. Um. So you know, clearly, like, we're we're not gonna have any fun with like camera angles. It's all just like everything is facing the fourth wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Was there was there anything you liked in the movie? Honestly, I still. I still think in every version of this, the whole springtime for Hitler sequence is very funny. Yeah. I, I think the the moment when they should put the spotlight on him and he turns and smiles, that's still funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think just the flamboyant Hitler is like a great concept and oh, yeah. I it, I'm it, never gonna not laugh at that. It it was very Going into the music of it for a little bit, I thought mostly the songs were not great. 
They weren't yeah. bad, but they weren't great. But I thought the songs in Springtime for Hitler were very good. And they and, were kind of the only songs that were, like, in the original movie. Yeah. And they, they were catchy and fun, and you can never sing along to them because then you're, yeah. you're singing about Hitler. But that the the whole ridiculous aspect of Springtime for Hitler is great. Yeah, like, it's it's such a stupid idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, and it, I don't really understand how they could have thought that this wouldn't be perceived as ironic. Like, yeah. in what world would people think you're trying to be serious <laughs> in this show? I, I think it's, I think it's fun. I, yeah. I think that that whole sequence is just, it's just the concept that I, I like. It, it's very clever, and it's, it's one that I think has probably aged better with the movie. Yeah. Um, not that I've seen the original, but I, I, I feel like the further we get away from Hitler, the, the funnier Hitler is. Yeah, I think yeah. it's easier to laugh about a terrible thing when you're, you're not as yeah. close to it. Because one of the things I read in my research was, uh, people didn't like the original because they still thought about the Holocaust and yeah, because I mean the original movie is from like the seventies, right? The early seventies, late sixties, I think. Like, really, yeah. it was fresh Still in their minds. People's minds, yeah. So, but um, yeah, I thought I thought that was all very funny. I like I said, I liked Will Ferrell. Yeah, I think he he did a good job. Um, play kind of taking the piss out of. A Nazi. I think I think Will Ferrell was kind of going into this like, well, <laughs> like I can I'm gonna play like the most ridiculous character, and it's gonna be like an amalgamation of all the most ridiculous characters yeah. I've played on SNL, and it's gonna be fine. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and I I looked at his IMDb just now for mm-hmm. who he. This was right after Elf and Anchorman. Yeah, so, yeah. This is a this is a good decade for Will yeah. Ferrell, the early two thousands. So this is like right when he he kind of that that was right when he became like an A list celebrity, and then he did a lot of bad movies. Yeah, he's he did like I feel like he did three bad movies in the past year, and I can't name one of them. Like no one saw them. Um. I know he was in um, Holmes and Watson recently. Oh, oh, that I heard that was bad. I heard that was very bad. <laughs> um, Is it going to kill his career? No, uh, <laughs> he could do tons of bad movies and he'll be fine. Yeah, he's he he'll he's set. Will Ferrell's set, and yeah, he's. A, I'm not worried about Will Ferrell. Yeah. Um. Matthew Broderick on the other... Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane. Matthew Broderick, I, I feel like, is, like, what Michael J. Fox's career could have been. I actually confuse their names all the they're, time. They're so similar. They're very similar, and, like... I feel, I feel like if Michael J. Fox um, didn't get Parkinson's, he, he might be doing... I could, yeah, I could see Michael J. Fox, like, being in a lot of musicals. Yeah. (laughs) Somehow. He, uh, he had that song in Back to the Future. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, they're, they're confusing, and they're similar, because they No, Matthew, oh, oh my god, I just mixed them up again. (laughs) Sorry, let's, (laughs) I was about to be like, wait, no, which one was (laughs) But, but because they both kind of played the same sort of character in... They played the same sort of character in the same sort of 80s, 80s environment. Yeah. So... I don't know. Um, one thing I will say, I think overall this movie is very, like, eh, like, throughout. Yeah. Um, one thing that was actually kind of hard to watch was the 
keep it gay song. Yeah, that didn't age well. I it, didn't think. I don't, I don't really, like, it's not just that it's kind of offensive, but, like, I don't think it's funny. <laughs> it's I not, think... I, I could kind of see, I could see how if you're going to a Broadway musical in 2005, that's yeah. funny. I could see, I could see being in, this came out December 2005, so I would have been in sixth grade. Yeah. I, I could see being a sixth grade boy and thinking that's funny, but, like, I couldn't see myself as, like, an adult. It doesn't work. I it, I don't really, there isn't, like, much of a joke there. Yeah. Like, it's, I think it's the song is, like, dress. the song actual lyrics aren't, like, offensive or anything. Yeah. It's just, like, a cute, silly little song. But, like, there's, there isn't much happening in that yeah. scene, except, like, like, look how gay we are. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I, I don't know, that isn't inherently offensive, but, like, just the way they the do way it. The way it's done is sort of homophobic. And, and the, you know, um... They they do have those like little jokes that aren't offensive, but they're kind of like not that funny. Where yeah. they the two um, the I assume they're a couple when towards the end when they're like hiding from the police or something, they go quick back in the closet and they like hide in the closet. Yeah. Like okay, I it's not that funny, but I can see it getting a laugh. Yeah. On the stage. Um, I I would be more offended at like how like over the top like flamboyantly gay they're acting but like that's kind of how everyone in this movie is acting yeah they they're they're very in line with with yeah with the rest of the movie i don't think they're acting any more ridiculous than matthew broderick <laughs> yeah yeah i and and anyone that has a role besides like an ensemble is very over the top. Even like, I love John Lovett, um, and I. Oh my god, he's <laughs> he's having so much fun. He's he's having a lot of fun, and I think that that works also too, just because he's only in the movie briefly, and it's the beginning. Yeah. Where yeah. like, if if they kept going back to him, I would have been like, all right, this is enough. Oh, I would have been very annoyed with him if that character keeps. Yeah kept coming back but otherwise he's fun um um i mean uma thurman is like not that over the top (laughs) all things considered i'd say uma thurman seems like she might just be doing this for a paycheck oh yeah i i cannot (laughs) i honestly don't understand why they cast uma thurman in this part yeah like i think they just like had a list of A-list celebrities who were, like, uh, tall, blonde, and, like, European. Yeah. And they just, like, hit shuffle. <laughs> and they're like, Uma Thurman, will she do it? Yes? Perfect. Or they heard they heard her name, Uma, and they were like, ah, Ula. She's Uma, like, Ula, it's funny. Uma Thurman, like, isn't Swedish, I don't think. But um... she's, like, she was, like, born here, wasn't she? Right, but I, she might have, like, Swedish ancestry. I don't know. But that doesn't really matter. I shouldn't be saying that, because <laughs> I'm dating an Irish girl, and whenever I say, I'm Irish, she goes, you're not, you're American. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um, she applied for Swedish citizenship. So. Okay. But these Fine. are all from 2018. I I, I kind of <laughs> wanted to find out that she was nowhere near Swedish, and they just thought her name sounded Swedish enough <laughs> that they should cast her. Um, but like they could have cast like a lot of people. I think. Yeah. Um. They could. This could have been like a Gwyneth Paltrow movie, like sure. Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just say who was. Let's just start naming blonde, blonde. and not even blonde. Any any like tall, attractive woman who was making movies in the two thousands. That's I could. There are like twenty five of them. Could have been Drew Barrymore. Oh, she would have been funny. (laughs) Drew Barrymore probably would have actually been very good. 
Yeah, she would have been fine. But yeah. Um, I mean, also, like, Ula isn't, like, a compelling character. I don't no. think... I don't think anyone was dying to have that role. I think she's... She's just a long setup for that joke at the end when she's like, and then at 10 o'clock I like to have sex, and then when Matthew Broderick writes the letter, he goes, oh, it's almost 10 o'clock now. Yeah, I, I, again, like, was that joke worth it? No. Like, all of, like, was that joke funny enough that you had to write that line And even twice? that, I, I, I would make the point, I don't think that would work on Broadway either, because... That joke's made in the first, that's set up in the first act, and then, you know, yeah. you go, you get a $30 cocktail at the intermission, you come back at the end of the show, you know, you're, you're Who a Who is lit. actually getting a $30, who buys those cocktails during intermission? I did once. Really? It, Are they good? Are they worth it? Um, I did pregame, so I don't know. Oh, uh, But fair. It, it was also my birthday, so I was like, I don't give a shit. Okay, that's fine. What I do, my routine is during intermission, I go out and I like turn to the person next to me. I'm like, that's expensive. And then I go back. <laughs> you go up, you order a drink, and when they're like $30, you're like, oh, never mind. I always act surprised. I'm like, $4 for a bottle of water. And then I go back to my seat <laughs> and move on with my life. What, what's worse about that is they won't just give you a cup of water either. No, no, they won't. That's mean. Which, terrible. I I had a chance to be someone's hero at a concert once. Mm-hmm. How so? Because uh, I was up ordering a drink, and then someone came up next to me and was like, oh, can I get a cup of water? And he's like, oh, no, I have to uh, sell you the bottle for $5. And they were like, oh, wait, are you guys together? Because I had just bought a beer. Mm-hmm. And we were both like, no. And then he's like, yeah, then I got to ask you for it. Because I think he would have just given a cup since I had just bought a beer. But... Yeah. Well, oh. what could have been? Me <laughs> <laughs> and that person could have been best friends. Maybe. But yeah. We'll never know. But yeah, you know, you set up that, you know, you have someone like me that's pre-gaming. I'm not going to catch that at the end. That's true. Drinking $30 cocktails. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always I always feel like a hero when I'm like, <laughs> when I'm like oh, keep the change. I, I'm like, I, I feel very powerful. <laughs> was that me or you? That, that was me. Oh, okay. I also don't, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so... Um, I'm looking through the IMDb keywords in it. Oh yeah, what are they? Um, reference to Deutschland, unhappiness, murder. <laughs> I mean, you could put that with a lot of movies. Massage, happiness also. Does this imply that the, there are people out there who are searching for movies with that keyword? I don't know. I like, I'd no love idea. to know, like, I need something to watch tonight. I'm going to look up Massage on IMDb and just see what Let's comes see, up. I'll click it. I'll see what comes up. Does it show you other movies? We're about to find out. Yeah, it does. Oh, it sorts it by most popular massage titles. Number one, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, I guess that's recent. I mean, I haven't seen it. I don't know if it heavily features a massage. Uh, number two, The Godfather. <laughs> what an order. Number three, Me Before You. I don't... Oh, oh, that's that... That's the one about the person killing himself. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, number four, Full Metal Jacket. So... <laughs> does, does the producers even have a massage in it? I Does don't that know. happen? I have no idea. Like in one montage where they're he's it's... like rich. Oh, maybe like when they're on in uh, Brazil. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, he's like. But that's so minor. Oh yeah, that... not enough to be a that's... keyword. <laughs> but that's the wonderful thing about all this. German soldier. That that's relevant. 
Yeah, that is relevant. Let's see what comes up when you click that. Number one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. Number two, Overlord. Okay. So, these these actually all seem like they kind of make sense. Then it's Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Band of Brothers. But then uh, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. I do not know that one. <laughs> it's a 2018 uh, drama history romance. But then okay. after that is Schindler's List. Well, I know there are Germans in that movie. But that's number six. So. So weird. What is this order? <laughs> I guess it's like in terms of like how popular they are in the past like three days. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess it's something like that. Because if you click like the IMDb like top 250 movies of all time, like mm-hmm. number three is like the Avengers. Yeah. So, you know. That makes sense. But yeah. Based on like traffic. Yeah. Traffic ratings, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um But yeah. Uh I'm trying to think what else there was in this. Um I I thought calling him Leopold Bloom was uh kind of a weird joke setup. What was the what was the joke? Um, Leopold Bloom is also the name of the protagonist from uh, Ulysses by James Joyce. Oh, which, is that what? Well, I haven't read that. There's, there's. Does it have any connection to this? No, <laughs> no. the The only thing really being that Leopold Bloom is Jewish. That's sort of it. I mean, also like. Leopold Bloom is like a very obviously Jewish sounding name. Yeah. Um, they... And so is Max Bialystock, honestly. Yeah. Like, kind of. Um, I think that's part of the joke is that they're making a musical about Nazis and they're like the most Jewish yeah. guys in New York. In, the, in New York. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was set up the, the reference in. In Ulysses, it takes place over the course of a day, Mm -hmm. Um, and the day, June 16th, 1904, I think, but June 16th in Dublin, they celebrate it or whatever, and they call it Bloom's Day, so there's, like, one moment that... Oh, I do remember that He's like, oh, it'll be, like, you know, it's gonna be a wonderful day, we'll call it Bloom's Day. So... uh I mean, <laughs> but like, like, if, uh, if that's the joke, I never would have caught that. I think even if I read the book, I would have caught that. It, it was so... It, it was one of those things that, like, it caught my attention because I'm like, oh, hey, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there were a lot of... Maybe there are a lot of references to Ul- Ulysses is really complicated, and uh, I didn't finish it when I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, yeah, maybe there's a lot we missed. Maybe there's a lot of subtext and references. And... It's actually just a, a retelling of Ulysses. I would love to see that essay. <laughs> Which is also just a retelling of the Odyssey. So Yeah. I guess it could be. Um, I liked at the end when they did all the, the fake musicals. Oh, yeah. That was another one where it was like, uh, let's just do, like, jokes on yeah. and like simple puns yeah and let's just and i like puns so they were just throwing puns out it, it was and, a good way to end the movie i felt yeah it was an appropriate way to end the movie for sure um did you stick around till after the credits no it was oh there's a post credit scene there is what happened they they do like a quick little like number that's like it's over, and then, like, um, Mel Brooks is there, and he's like, didn't you hear it's over? Get, get out of here, like Ferris Bueller. Oh, cute. So, fun. Okay. Yeah. I should, whenever there's a, sometimes I wait through the credits, and there never is one, and then when I don't wait, there is one. There is. I've, uh, I, 
since I got into Marvel and stuff, I got into the habit of like googling. Is there a post credit scene for this? Mm-hmm. Um, and IMDb actually they they have a little thing on their page on the page for each movie. If you scroll down, um, they have a section called Crazy Credits. <laughs> And uh, if you click it, it'll tell you anything going on in the credits. Okay. Um, which is useful for, like, things like that, but also, like, sometimes people put, like, jokes and things in their credits, and no one ever knows. I think it was Animal House or something. Mm-hmm. Um, right after they had uh, the Best Boy credited, they had uh, the Worst Boy credited right after and it was like best boy jack smith worst boy adolf hitler maybe it was this movie that that that's that's like kind of funny yeah but but no one would ever notice it because he is the worst boy i mean i like i like jokes that are just like meant for the people who wrote them like this made me laugh i don't care if anyone sees it um i mean i'm not a fan of like when post-credits scene are just like bloopers like, yeah. I think that's kind of stupid. What about when, like, a Pixar movie does, like, the fake bloopers? Those bother me the most. Because I'm like, you took the time to animate this? <laughs> it's just part of it. I know. <laughs> like, and, and they're never, um, like, that creative. It's usually just, just, like, Wally walks out as, like, they, <laughs> and, and they're like, I don't know, I forgot my line. I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think they're that funny. I feel like Pixar could could be more fun if they did like an actual post credit scene. They probably will at some point. A deleted scene when um, Pixar inevitably makes Avengers four. Oh my god! <laughs> It'll happen. Well, yeah, and probably. Avengers five will be a Pixar movie. That's oh, that's not that crazy actually. Yeah, that could it, happen. <laughs> Um, surprised it hasn't. It, it's not far off. It's on the horizon. No, not Pixar. Disney. Disney is the umbrella, and One day Pixar Disney's, is under it. Disney's gonna own it. Own it all. Disney's literally gonna own, I think, two thirds of all media, which is the scariest thing I I can think of. Like I I knew it was coming, but like. I don't like that one company owns Everything. so much. Um, I'm I'm actually really hoping Disney ends up buying Netflix, though. Really? Is that a possibility? Probably That's... not. It's because Disney is developing their own streaming service. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, which I do think Disney owns most of Hulu now. Um, yeah. And so Hulu will probably get taken in by that but um i refuse to get hulu because i have netflix hulu's expensive and i i mean i think it's like as expensive as netflix but i can't do that twice Um, i mean i think it's more expensive than netflix actually if netflix is what like 10 bucks a month hulu's like 13 oh that's that is a little more ridiculous. Something like that. I have to double check. But I remember there was a reason I didn't go past my free trial. I was like, no, I can't do this. There yeah. isn't enough content on here that I like. Yeah. I like, even I feel bad about my Netflix account a lot just because I'm like, I should be using this a lot more. I feel like um, sometimes I feel genuinely guilty when I'm like, I watch the same episode of Cupcake Wars three times, and there are so many movies on this that I'm paying for every month. (laughs) And at some point, some of them will be gone. Yeah. The ones that aren't Netflix exclusives. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that way when I watch the same comedy special over and over again, and I tell myself, oh, you're just studying craft. But no, I'm not. I just want to giggle at Bert Kreischer. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It's... I mean, to be fair, Netflix's uh, uh, stuff is a little limited. They don't have everything that I like. Yeah, and now it's so, like, overpopulated. Yeah. And, like, do you ever, like, 
fuck up your Netflix bad because you watch like one thing and then it yes. takes over and it's like you watched one conspiracy documentary and now it's recommending 20 more and I'm like I, I don't want to watch all these sometimes though it's like a really good like reflection into like who I am as a person like I think I one time looked at my Netflix recommends and it was like literally the entire page was like campy horror movies and I was like I have to get my life together <laughs> I've only ever watched these like by myself Mine is starting to diversify a little bit because I started watching The Good Place. But um, when I went to go visit my girlfriend in Seattle, she was the family that she lives with, like, they were out for the week. So she was like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll use the TV. It's got Netflix on it or whatever. And I think within two days, their whole thing was cooking shows and stand-up specials. Because that was two good things. <laughs> yeah, but it was like I was like I don't want them to think that like you're you're like a, a raunchy comedy fiend. Sometimes I like will intentionally like if there's something I watch on Netflix that isn't something I would normally watch, I will go in and put the little thumbs down so they know not to recommend me more, That's... even if I didn't dislike it. That's not a bad plan. Maybe I'll do that. I it works. Like I think after I watched some some something, I it was like I watched I, I don't really watch romantic comedies, but like I watched one romantic comedy and it kept recommending me more, so I was like, Okay, that's enough. <laughs> and I didn't it like it. down and then they went away. Oh, I should do that. I'll I'll look into yeah. that. Although there are I, certain things that just kind of become umbrellas. Like, I remember when Mark Maron put out his latest special. He was like, I know you guys are mad at me because they advertised Jeff Dunham's special after mine finishes, but I don't have any say in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, you like stand-up comedy? Here's Jeff Dunham. <laughs> He's the highest paid stand-up comedian around. Here's Jeff Dunham. Like, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I'm good. Racist puppets. Yeah, no, not for me. I also like how specific some of their recommendations are. Like, I think they have one category called Oddballs and Outcasts. Yep. So that could be a lot of things. Yeah, I I like it when they do things that are, like, kind of generalized, but still kind of line up, where it's like... (laughs) I love... LGBT comedies featuring a strong female lead from the past 10 years. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've seen a like few perfect. of those. Yeah. Um, I know that, I, I do know that uh, Netflix will change their thumbnails based on what you watch I, to get you to watch their content. I could see that. Um, a friend of mine told me that they had watched Oh Hello a bunch of times, and they were like, yeah, Same. keep changing the thumbnail on me, and then I watch it more. Yeah. the I know uh, the example that someone in my class showed this in a presentation, and I thought it was really interesting. This is a tangent, but I think it's important. The, that um, the stra- because Stranger Things is a Netflix property, the thumbnail will change based on what other things you watch. So, like, That's if you watch... If you watch a lot of horror and sci-fi, it's going to be a picture of the Demogorgon. It's going to be a picture of the monster. If you watch a lot of uh, romantic movies, it's going to be a picture of the teenage girl and her boyfriend. That's interesting. And if you watch a lot of 80s comedies, it's going to be a picture of the cast in their Ghostbusters costumes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's genius. It's but so smart. And, but when I heard scary. that, I was like, you don't know me. Like, I immediately got defensive. <laughs> like, I feel like that's... Uh, that's bad. That's... It knows. It changes based on what else you watch because they want you to watch more Netflix originals because those are easier to... I mean, not easier. They're less expensive to produce and distribute. I'm going to look at my Netflix right now and see... <laughs> It's still pushing Bird Box on me, which I haven't watched yet. 
It's, I didn't like it, personally. I didn't think it was good. It seems like something that I wouldn't love, but I probably wouldn't hate. But I, I it's, it, for weeks, everyone was going, every conversation about Bird Box was, have you seen Bird Box? No. Is it good? Eh. <laughs> no one had any opinion on it. I, uh, I invented a dance move based on Bird Box. What? How? How? So, so basically, I told people, you don't need to go watch the movie. All you have to do is you have to buy a bird and put it in a box, and then you shake the box. Um, is that a dance move well, or so then animal I said, piece? Well, so then, this is going to be great because it's an audio medium. But um, let me see if I can do this. It's okay. It's uh, people will get the picture. So, so then I, I was, we were at a bar with live music. So I was just like, in rhythm, going like that, and like. That's good. And so, so, that's my bird box move. <laughs> I like it. It was, it was better. It's simple. It, it's easy. <laughs> after I told people I was going to put birds in boxes and shake them. Yeah. You know. I mean, don't do that. Don't That's do not... that. But also, if that was what Bird Box was, I'd probably be a little bit more inclined to watch it. That's not what Bird Box is. I, I don't Actually, half the movie, to. I was like, the, free the birds. You don't need the birds. Get, the, get them out of the box. You don't really need the birds. Wait, do they have birds in a box in Bird Box? Yes. Oh, wow. I... Oh, you thought it was like a metaphor? No, oh, they I figured it was some sort of metaphor. Birds in it. <laughs> No, it's. I it's, you couldn't. Uh, I I watched the trailer. You couldn't gather that from the trailer. I mean, yeah, I know. I was kind of during the movie. The, up until they explained that part, I was kind of like, "Where is the box of birds?" And then I was like, "Oh, it's a, literally a box of birds." <laughs> That's terrible. I know. That's funny. Maybe. I'll, um, um, I mean, I think they do a good enough job explaining why they need a box of birds in it. I, I think there's supposed to be, like, an alarm. Like, the birds can will chirp when the thing is coming. But, like, I don't know. You can hear yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have problems with this movie. <laughs> so, I, w- I was originally going to circle back to the producers earlier. <laughs> but then we... we tangent off where now I can't um this reminded me a lot of oh hello this movie yeah oh how so like the the setup and payoff comedy I I feel like um Nick Kroll and John Mulaney's characters in oh hello are directly parodying Matthew Broderick and oh, Nathan Lillard. Not one hundred percent, but they they have a lot of the same feeling. I no, I get it. It's I wouldn't have made that connection, but yeah, it's these these two like out of touch, uh, like dummies. Yeah, trying to put on a show, and even it, it hit me at one moment. I think it is just the way Nathan Lane says. Broadway. <laughs> That's honestly, they probably pulled some yeah some humor from the producers. So, um, I I got a lot of that out of this. So I I was gonna circle back when I mentioned Oh Hello, and then got into Bird Box. Sometimes the train derails and then you lose it, and then you have to turn around, get back on that derailed train, <laughs> sort um, of steer it back onto the track. It's like when you go to the grocery store and you're like, I gotta get cake batter. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I forgot the cake batter, but I could still make a cake. Then you're like, no, I can't. I gotta go back and buy a cake batter. Right. Was- you can make a cake batter. Cake. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but yeah, I, I thought... That was what this movie made me think of the most. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, I mean, Oh Hello is kind of just like a vaudeville performance. Yeah. It's sort of like these two these two wacky characters are going to tell jokes. And it's sort of a pastiche of 
theater in general. Yeah, it's like a parody of it. Yeah. It's that both of them are kind of satirizing like theater culture in general. Exactly. Um uh, I also I was curious, I don't know how being a producer works on Broadway, so I wonder what they got right. I have, I'm very familiar, I think, with the original that this is based on, and I've seen this movie, I've seen the musical, I still don't understand how producing a flop is beneficial and how I, I like don't really get it. I kind of get it, but I don't really understand why they go to jail if it's a hit. Yeah. Like they they I was like listening to that part where they they explain it and I was still like really is I, I don't understand how how making a flop was going to make them money but the fact that they had a hit was sending them to jail. I kind of understood that they were all, he was already going to be in trouble for like tax evasion or something. Okay. Yeah. I like, I understood the, like, it's like you put money into a show that isn't going to run. So you're going to get that money back, but that doesn't make sense. Don't you lose money from, I don't know. Aren't isn't aren't people seeing a show? Isn't that going to make the money? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's probably bullshit. (laughs) It's fine. Maybe it was a lot simpler. And I think this takes place in the sixties or seventies. Where I guess like their outfits, like a kind of. I don't know. That that was another thing that was kind of strange about the movie is the time period was. Definitely not modern, but it still felt very modern. The time period was uh, Broadway. That's That was the time period. <laughs> it was theater. It was kind of vague somewhere before cell phones. Yeah. And somewhere after cars. Like, just any <laughs> any period of it time. It was definitely then. post-World War II. It was po- it, that is true. <laughs> Good, good, on context clues, we got that. But, I mean, also, like, just some of the clothing you could kind of tell. Yeah. But they, but it's never, like, 100% clear. Yeah. And I it's think, kind of a vague, like, musical world. And I think also because this had, like, the crisp, like, 2005 look to it. Yeah, 2005, it was, it was when everything had to be, like, really polished. Yeah, I was, it's like, shiny. I was thinking, I was, like, oh, this movie takes place in 2005. Yeah. But... You know what it looks like? Um, it, look, it looks like the movie Enchanted, the Amy Adams Enchanted. I uh, never saw that. Really? No. Oh, okay. It's, that was also a mu- musical from 2007 that's kind of satirizing... Like musicals. Musical, Disney musicals specifically, but still. Where everything is, like, very shiny and very clean and pretty. And, like, almost disturbingly so. I'll, I'll look into that. Is that one, like, better? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's still... I mean, it's not... I think it's fine. Like, I think it's fun. Okay. Maybe it's on our list. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Either way, I mean, I think I think it's like cute and fine. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember thinking it was funny. Fun, fun. Yeah. I I haven't so. I, didn't I like you, Adams. Um, what was she in recently that I was looking up? Annihilation. No. Sharp objects. Oh, not Annihilation. Um, no, that was Natalie Portman. <laughs> Um, uh, Arrival. That was the other sci-fi movie that started with an A <laughs> recently. I Two see. good movies. I just got them mixed up. Um, was she in Watchmen? I did not see that. I I started that because they just put it on Netflix, and 
I don't know. Oh, she she's in Vice. Um, <laughs> which oh. I originally thought we were talking about when this started. So. See, this is an example of, like, just circling back to the topic at hand. Exactly. Which is vice now. (laughs) I I think that's where we have to stop. (laughs) (laughs) What a what a beautiful like circling vice. Make a great big smile